real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Welcome to Real Chills. We have an awesome guest, the host of Full Belly Laughs. Give it up for Brian Durkin. Cool. Hey. <laughs> That's me. I'm the I'm the person that dealt with the paranormal stuff. This happened forever ago, and I haven't really had a lot since then. And it'll kind of make sense as I talk through it. So my parents separated. Uh, when I was in elementary school. So I'm in middle school at the time that this happened. And I'm at my dad's uh, place. And I'm at my dad's place alone for like a week. Like he's on trip for business. And then somehow I tricked him and my mom to let me just stay at his house for a week by myself, like risky (laughs) business style. Like there's no... I, like looking back, like thinking about this story, I was like, I don't even understand how I got away with that. So anyway, I, I got bored one night going through all the stuff I guess I'd want to do in the house by myself. And it's like late at night. And I guess I just had been watching like a lot of spooky stuff recently. Like this is the early 2000s. Sixth Sense was still like on everybody's mind. And I was like a huge fan of that terrible movie, 13 Ghosts. Like Tony Shalhoub. Love that movie. Yeah, on the podcast all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good, good. Yeah, and Shannon Elizabeth and Matthew Lillard and like the movie's okay, but the DVD was incredible. It had like all these backstories on the ghosts and stuff. It was so rad. Anyway, <laughs> I'm dating myself so hard. It's like all the DVD <laughs> bonus features. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just got it in my head where I was like, I just had this idea where I'm like, if ghosts are real, they're probably, we're probably just surrounded by them all the time. But we just are incapable of seeing them or just choose not to see them. So I'm going to see one. I'm going to manifest seeing like an undead person so i kind of just sat in my room i had like all the lights off except for like my night light from when i was a kid i don't know why i still had that as a middle schooler (laughs) so i was like i need a little something so i can see the like the walls of the room or whatever i'm sitting on my bed and i'm staring at like my doorway and there's like a hallway and there's like a wall right and it's like one of those like foldy door things where there's uh supplies and stuff that detail doesn't matter. It's not like a, a ghost flies out of there. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, you know, concentrating, like, I don't know, like squinting, like working my eye muscles or whatever. And suddenly I, I see a semi vivid image of a zombie, like someone with tattered clothes and bloody no. and like disfigured. And I shake my head. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> holy shit. Like it happened. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, that that probably was just an imprinted memory or something, or maybe I just, I don't know, but it was only for like a second. So I'm like, well, let me try again, right? You know, once is not, not enough to like really prove this experiment. So then I'm like concentrating and it almost immediately, boom, same figure, super scary looking, giving me like this dead eye stare, almost like those ghosts from the movie, like when they're in their cages and stuff. I like kind of lock eyes with it for a second to like, get a better idea of its shape and what's going on with it. And then I kind of just shake it off. And then I just get to sit with my new reality. (laughs) (laughs) Surrounded by these things everywhere at all times. 
Uh, <laughs> so it was very difficult to fall asleep. And even though I manifested seeing a ghost, I'm like, I can't meditate on that thought. Otherwise, I'll like, I'll go crazy. I kind of just let it be. And I haven't seen anything since in part because I have not chosen to. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's so weird because it wasn't like ethereal. It wasn't like all white with a blue glow or something. It was very much Resident Evil. This is how my body might look if you were to dig it up now. It was so, I don't know why it looked that way. That's just what I saw. So yeah, <laughs> that's my brush with the paranormal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel like when you <laughs> saw it? Like I'm trying to like, like yeah i was pretty shocked like i would say if i'm sitting on the edge of my bed i definitely hop back like oh, that's, wow. especially the first time and I, I was like i like jumped back a little bit and then it like disappeared and then i concentrated to see it again and i like purposely tried to like stare into the abyss a bit you know and be like i want to really see this thing and then i kind of had then i had to actually stand up and like pace around and walk it off and be like this is too much so yeah wow. it was but i was like trapped in my room for a while because i was just because of course my setup was like i saw it in the hallway in front of my doorway so That's now right. it's like i can't go to the bathroom i can't go get a snack like i am <laughs> I'm, like, yeah yeah i'm like it didn't cross the threshold of my room so that was like the only thing God. Yeah, that was like the only saving grace to getting me to calm myself down to fall asleep. But yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it looked like you couldn't see through it. It wasn't translucent. Like it looked human almost. Like Yeah, it looked human almost, but it's kind of tough because it, it was definitely like in tattered clothes and it like there was blood. And I kept the like the hallway is is pitch black and I just have like that nightlight on. Yeah, it wasn't see-through. It wasn't translucent. It wasn't like I could see the door behind it. It wasn't like I had like an ethereal right. like like glow or something like that. Yeah. Did you look up if anyone was like murdered in that house or anything? No, that's what I mean. Like I, I guess I... <laughs> I know. I know. That's, I need well, that's, to know. Well, that was part of my logic being like, there's so many people that have lived in the history of the world that somebody right. has to have died on this plot of land at some point, just like mathematically, like there's just like a non-zero chance that dead people like existed on this block. That's a middle um, school thought that I had probably like every week. At least. Yeah, Same yeah, boat. Yeah. Like that's a very logical, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I didn't even bother looking it up. I was kind of motivated to like manifest it. And, um, I just didn't, I guess if I looked it up and couldn't find it, then I wouldn't have pursued it. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I guess my theory is wrong. So I just went off my own thoughts, opinion, <laughs> logic, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What area mm. is your dad's house in? Sure. Yeah. So the reason I remember this middle school, it was, it was the house that he had before he remarried and his house. So I grew up in Delaware County outside of Philadelphia mm -hmm. and, uh, his house was in Havertown. And it was like in walking distance from like the schools and stuff, um, but not like crazy close. And it was this really, really long block. And our house was like dead center in the middle and had like this empty plot next to it that was like just grass. And like one of the fun features about the block is the block is so long and a neighborhood block. Like they didn't like people cutting through and like driving fast. So they literally put a stop sign in front of his house both ways. 
and there's like no other street. You come down the street and you stop and you look and it's just houses. <laughs> Which is so weird. Most like when you see like movies about middle schoolers or like high schoolers that get the house alone, they're like, let's do a party. But you're yeah. not, you're just alone in your room. Like I'm going to see a dead body <laughs> by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Well, first I was like just balling out, like eating whatever snacks I wanted, watching whatever I wanted, playing games like until the night, snooping around. And then finally, like the fifth night or fourth night when I did the right. quick hit list of all the like name John. Then, yeah. <laughs> then I was like, yes, let's see a dead body. No, I was too nerdy and gross looking. Like I just had the, I had the triple B's going, man. I had the baggy jeans, the bowl cut and the braces. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, I was tripped up. I was like, no, no good. And I, I was so clueless back then. I wouldn't even understand if some, if somebody even liked me back then. I'd be so oblivious to even that pick up on it. That makes the image of you seeing something scary so much funnier. Just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my hair, like, <laughs> like flings <laughs> with my head shaking, like. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my true, gosh that's true shaking no, your yeah. baggy jeans yeah. yeah 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 but no i it's funny actually in high school there was a time that both when my dad remarried he actually bought a house like two blocks from my mom's house which it's just weird that it worked out that way there was like a some holiday like thanks no it wasn't thanksgiving but there was some weekend where both of them were on vacations so if I was an absolute baller in high school, I could have thrown two house parties <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> you should have. That's I'm your pretty, coming of age movie that you got to write. I yeah. know, that's true, that's true. But yeah, no, I just didn't. I, I remember thinking about it being like, that would be the most epic thing ever. But I was like, I couldn't do it. It would be too much to manage. I I, you got to clean up two houses. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. I didn't have like, at the time, I didn't have like a partner in crime that I could trust to like oversee one of the houses. That's, you know what I mean? Like you need middle, you need middle management for that to like. <laughs> you need a squad. Yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah. Want you need a group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's interesting you talk about Havertown because Havertown's full of that old shit. Because was that Revolutionary War era stomping grounds? I feel like it was. Yeah, it's it's sort of because Valley Forge is like. Yeah, you know, twenty minute drive away. Yeah, so that's got. Yeah. that's a good point. Because down by my parents, like, uh, they're in like Chad's Ford, Kennett Square area. So yep. like the Brandywine Battlefield is down this mm -hmm. way, and yeah, because like when you said that, I was like, I was like, man, that sounds like Revolutionary Civil War era, like potentially or mm -hmm. murder, like old murder. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess, like, now I think about it, like, I remember the clothes being, like, kind of gray. So maybe it was, like, a Confederate soldier or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just, like, you know, just a regular-ass person from that time. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, our clothes aren't that good. We're just dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. Their outfit is very dated, so regardless. <laughs> so, wait, one of the things that our one guest, Dan DePriel, his mom's a paranormal investigator, and so... He said this one thing I always think about now where do you think that you saw the spirit with your eyes or do you think you saw it with your mind? Yeah, that's a great question. I know I saw it with I am the way I'm interpreting the question. I, I know I saw it with my mind. Like I know sure. I convinced myself that it was there. 
and like my eyes weren't closed. Was it physically there? I don't know. It, at the at the very minimum, it like philosophically confirmed to me like how powerful your mind is and how yeah. like you know yeah, it, sure. like any of those types of like matrix like brain in a vat type of things i was like yeah i'm totally on board simulation stuff or whatever it's like i even if ghosts aren't real it's like i still made myself see this reality so yeah. like there's a lot of power in that but yeah i guess part of me has to like limit it there because it gets too scary <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I just think it's such a like like okay when I was a kid if I wanted to see a ghost I'm not picturing like a gory person even after seeing you know I'm picturing like yeah. Casper so like I just think I've never heard your description of it which makes me feel like it's so much more than just your brain you know what I mean because like sure. maybe it was an image you saw in like 13 ghosts or something but it's such a specific type of thing to see it's not just like a person or a blob. Like I've seen like a blob. <laughs> yeah. Like like you know that they were wearing clothes and it was like tattered. That's your brain is insane, Durkin. <laughs> I guess that's true. Level. Yeah. Yeah. I guess part of the, the theory was like the reason I didn't even like mentally think of like a Casper was or like a slimer or something, was I was afraid that like that was the wrong approach like if a ghost is someone that is deceased you know i guess that's why i sort of borrowed from like a sixth sense too like how people just looked how they looked uh, like when they died it just felt like uh i guess my my thought process was even if that's not how ghosts look that was the logic that made sense to me if i was going to try and see a ghost so, right <laughs> yeah but it's way scarier like i yeah. wish i thought faster <laughs> for sure yeah never <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried to manifest anything else that's not spirit and spooky related? Have you ever been like, I'm gonna manifest a twenty dollar bill in my coat pocket? Kind of, like a little bit. I remember there's times where like, so for the people that don't know, like uh, outside of comedy, I like love games and like trading card games, and I've played in like trading card game tournaments and stuff, like poker, not po- nerdier things than poker. And there's been times where it's like, I've been feeling myself and I'm just like, like, I, I just like, I can't explain it, but I'm like, I'm going to win mm-hmm. outside of the odds and like weird miracles happen. It's like very strange. I remember there was this time where even outside of gaming, I was hanging out at an old like grade school friend's house. We're just sitting around and like drinking and smoking and stuff. This one guy has to leave. And the dude is like, one of the other guys sitting on a couch is like, oh, yo, man, before you go, like, let me get your lighter. And he's just sitting there with his arms just laying on like the armrest. And the guy is standing up and he's like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if I just like flip you this lighter and it like just lands perfectly in your hands. And he's like, oh, yeah, it would. And just before he threw it, I was like, in my head, I'm like, he's going to hit it. And like he hit it perfect. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like it was so, it was, it was mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I remember sitting there vividly being like, I'm, I, this is going to happen. And like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another way to answer your question, I should be 
if, assuming I had that kind of control over my reality, I should be uh, doing better in certain areas, but <laughs> I don't, maybe my ghost story has uh, stunted my growth in some regards. I'm afraid to <laughs> harness like my manifesting. <laughs> if you harness that stuff, you got to take the good and the bad. So I feel like there's a good chance you would have seen other stuff that you're like, I don't need to see this. Like That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I feel like, um, one of the things that your setup reminds me of is how people see auras. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with people seeing auras? And there's a mm-hmm. way that you sit kind of like in a dim light, you unfocus your eyes, and then like you can kind of see the ethereal glow that comes off of people. That's interesting you say that because it's like, I just had like a memory where it's like unfocus your eyes. I feel like part of my practice on trying to see this was like I was trying to see like a magic eye. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see beyond yeah. like the image in front of me, you know, yeah. that's such a good point. But yeah. I, I cut you off. I cut you off. No, but that's kind of a thing where it's kind of like, you can kind of get into that zone and that what you described also made me think of that. So there might mm. be something in that, you know, where it's parallel. Maybe I should, uh, should I try to do it again tonight. I don't know. Be, <laughs> yeah, come back and let us know. <laughs> You have to like rent an Airbnb or something. I don't want you doing it at your loft. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Cause, yeah, we have a very like open uh, floor plan. We like it when all the rooms like flow together. So we have a studio. So there'd be nowhere else for me to go. Right. Yeah, <laughs> get, it's yeah. in the threshold, no matter where you are. <laughs> and we're all yeah. self-quarantining now. Like yeah, you don't need you another can. person. You got to social distance yourself from people and ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. That, and then the ghost can't even leave if I summon it. Since it's not <laughs> right. supposed to go anywhere. <laughs> You're like, dude, yeah. wash your hands. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and anything else you want to uh, you want to touch on, Meg? No, I'm just going to be haunted by the thought that ghosts are around me at all times, every day of my life, forever. Now. Yeah, we're just choosing not to see them. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you. You're welcome. Miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you too. When you talked about the 13 Ghosts DVD, I was thinking about how this is the t- perfect time to watch DVDs that have the commentary on top. Yes. Totally. I miss that. I miss watching DVDs with commentary. <sighs> I used to watch it all the time. That was like my jam. I probably watched like some of my favorite movies. I probably watched with commentary more than I've seen in real movies. Mm, interesting. But you know what's funny to think about is DVD DVDs with movie commentary are almost like the original podcast. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. And like it's so funny because it's been like a couple of years now, but I had that like side project with Joe Messina yeah. and Max Barth where we like rewatched uh, that show The O C mm-hmm. and we did the we did the podcast like a DVD commentary. Like yeah. we basically live recorded us watching the show. And it was so, it was fun to tell guests that that was the setup because they're like, oh, I forgot about DVD commentary. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, and there's only so many so times like, I'm a big rewatcher. So I love mm. rewatching things. So rewatching something familiar with just a little bit of like new insight is totally. perfect. But yeah, the 13 Ghost DVD was like, it was so rad. Like, it was so ahead of its time. Like, even hours. just the, like, when you turn it on, like, the menu screen, it was like moving yeah. glass. It, it was, was so dope. It, it today, was so- if that movie came out, that whole DVD experience would be a website. Mm-hmm. And, like, all those ghost stories would be, like, shared on social ahead of time. And the yeah. movie would, like, rush. 
Yeah. It would be, it would, yeah. people would be like obsessed. It would be right. so good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I need to rewatch really? it because I remember seeing it with my boyfriend in like high school, maybe like early college. I remember watching it, but I, I need to oh my God. on it. Yeah. When quarantine is over, I would love to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Because yeah, I talk about good. it literally Dirk, in the last podcast we recorded, we talked about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We talk about it a lot. It yeah. might be my favorite. Your favorite, like, hard ghost, ghost movie? Ghost movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely my guilty pleasure, for sure. I guess Sixth Sense is probably technically... I, I feel, like, obligated to say it's... Yeah, I, in the dark, I'd be like, you should watch Sixth Sense first. But I'm like, <laughs> if you... If, I'm, but I'm like, if you want... If you want my personal pick, I would pick yeah. 13 Ghosts. I don't only have a reservation because I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm afraid that it will not. No, I think it up. holds up. It's like the story makes perfect sense all the way through. True. Scary. The ghosts are scary as shit. They are. The one with like the cage around his, yeah, his head. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah, that one was the scariest. I thought the one that scratched. That's one I always yeah. yeah, that Yeah, that one's rough. I would okay. If somebody has the Thirteen Ghost DVD, I'd recommend that for sure. Ever six, but if they're DVD, <laughs> yeah, it has to be a DVD. You have to get the bonus features. But if you're just like streaming one of the movies, I'd be like, you haven't seen Six Sense, and you don't know what happened, then you should. Yeah, Meg and I both recently just watched Cabin in the Woods separately. Have you seen that one? No. I that one kind of held up. So like good. that way, it was even more campy. Uh, I feel like in now times, it's like not now now times like quarantine times but like in modern contemporary times yeah like this is delightful it was really (laughs) good and it's another one i hate when ghost movies don't have a resolution or like they leave stuff open-ended or like none of it makes cabin in the woods is another one where like things are like why would that happen but it all gets resolved that's awesome movie you're not like what the fuck (laughs) have you seen it yeah no, I have not. Recommended. Um, it's recommended. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on. It's on a streaming service because Dan and I literally. I think maybe Hulu. Like we just watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, you're really getting your spooky on Meg because you got ghost boyfriends. You got this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's my life. I love this. That's the thing I've realized that I'm kind of proud of. Like in roast battles, one of the things people roast me about is being being spooky <laughs> and i like they're trying to be mean but it, it like my heart swells every time someone's like meg's spooky because <laughs> you're known for it yeah i'm like good i'm starting a brand <laughs> yeah nice nice <laughs> most of us i.e comedians treat open mics as a necessary evil but not silas p Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. Well, nice. Do you want to get into yeah, let's do the story? And, yeah, you guys are gonna love this. Okay, just gonna get into it. Okay, right. you induce seeing ghosts by trying really hard to see dead people. That inspired me in two ways. One, I looked up some weird cult info for people who try to like better their minds or change their mindset in some way. And then I also just looked at drugs that induce different like experiences. Mm because i tried the cult thing and then i found out like all the fun stuff about cults is probably a secret like you don't 
to find out, you know, what they're actually doing. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I want to start by saying I found a whole Reddit thread answering the question, any cool cults to join in or around Philadelphia? <laughs> I was like, you can just Reddit for your cult? I didn't realize you could do that. Sick. Well, yeah. there's, there's many subreddits that are cults, so it's yeah. a good place for it. <laughs> Reddit is basically a cult, yeah. Most yeah. of the answers were jokes like the Eagles or the Wheelie Kids. Did you know that was a thing here? Oh, is that what they're calling the, like, four-wheeler people? Uh, I think they're, it's more like these kids on bikes. They just travel wheelies the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the bicycle kid. Yeah, they yeah, the do bike. not give a fuck. No, yeah. no. I've seen them. They look like a parade when they're, look, like... If I got to be in a cult, I would want to be in that one because that seems like a very tough cult. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be a wheelie boy. That would Yes. Rule. Yes. They have confidence I can only dream <laughs> and imagine about. Yeah, They're clearly it's not afraid of death. Like, it's the crazy. <laughs> I've seen them roll through red lights, like, on their bikes. <laughs> like, yeah, doing, like, a full, like, 90-degree wheelie. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then there were other, like, um, real answers. So apparently there's a Church of Scientology in the city. Yep, it's right by the convention center. Yeah. But I got into, like, weird cults. So from the article titled 10 Craziest Cults You've Never Heard Of, written by Joe McGauley, there's a cult in Japan. It's called the Honohana Sampogyo. And they're better known as the foot-reading cult because its founder, who also claimed to be the reincarnation of both Jesus Christ and Buddha, claimed they could diagnose followers' problems by examining their feet. Nice. Yeah. Pathology. (laughs) And also yeah. that, like, their followers would die if they didn't examine their feet. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, bummer. Yeah. I, yeah, I like how it's, like, you borrow the concept of, like, palm reading. You're like, let's just make it feet. And we're clearly better. <laughs> <laughs> and it does seem like a pro move if you want to be a cult leader to be, like, to, bar- to just, like, remix an existing religion slash cult. Be yeah. like, oh, I'm the sequel to that. This is new thing. Improved, yeah. 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 Um, Let's see. So according to this leader, short toes meant uh, you have a short temper, and fat toes meant your life would be filled with good fortune. Now everyone look at their feet and tell me. (laughs) But wait, how do you how do you define short or long? What's the benchmark? You know, I don't know. That's where they. That's where you need to join the cult. That's why you need the leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need the leader. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. what I think say? mine are long, but oh knows? no! Well, that's good. That means you have like a, you don't have a short temper. Do you think people in the cult, like from a young age, try to like jilk their toes, like how guys oh. try to like make their members bigger? Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> they don't want to be short tempered. <laughs> like yeah. opposite foot binding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually we don't need to worry about that too much because the cult. <laughs> Began to disband when their leaders started charging $900 per foot inspection. Per foot? Yep. Yeah, because they know now that they can just get their own money. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, this doesn't seem like a way to make money. Yeah, they're like, listen, I can do one of those Instagrams where I sell my feet pics. Yeah, yeah. True, true. They all love my feet there, unlike you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could do that, man. That seems like free money to pee pics. It is. I feel like it has to be a lot of social media work that I don't want to do. Yeah, it's not, yeah, free is not the right name for it, but 
it's money on the table that you can definitely grab if mm -hmm. you feel like being on social media. Yeah. If anybody no, wants Brian feet pics and wants to pay him for it. <laughs> yeah, I will. I mean, honestly, any one of us here, I'm sure I'm not above it. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do whatever for money. Just yeah, I I right agree. Price. I agree a thousand percent with that statement. If you would like something from me, hit me up. We can work it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll plug that later. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, let's see. So another uh, fun one that I found, I tried to stay from, away from the bummer cults because there were so many. Um, yeah. So they were called the Freedomites, and they were formed in Saskatchewan in 1902, and they insisted on three things, uh, communal living, nudity, and anarchy. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. That's also like a bold move for Saskatchewan. That's cold. In 1902? I know. Yeah. In Canada? Yeah. No. Whoa. They were really committed. Um, the only thing that is a bummer is they did bomb a bunch of public buildings in the 20s and 30s, but they did it while naked. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's classic, like, posts, like, right after the Industrial Revolution, like, anarchism, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say it was the building's fault for getting bombs. Because they couldn't even hide the bombs and make it. Right. Like you can watch them walk down the street naked, which they you should already notice. And then they're holding, like, you know, a bomb. And yeah. Yeah, that's... You're that's right. uh, the, this This cult still rules. I'm not... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're called the Freedomites. I was like, this is so Freedomites. Good. It is the most anarchy. Canadian version of libertarianism I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, they're so funny. If they just wouldn't bomb people, they'd be perfect, you know? Mm. Well, did they bomb like clothing factories? Was it at least like for their cause? No, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. And that is, um, <laughs> I know, that, that is all of my cult information, because I was like, yeah, this isn't going where I want it to. Those are but, two good cults, though. Those are fun, right? I, yeah, I was like, yeah. I can't not include them. They're so funny. So I'm just disappointed that they didn't miss the opportunity in Japan to call it the Foot Clan. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they and definitely it's, should have been the Foot Clan. Yeah, That's as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that cult sucks now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Freedomites, man, they got to come back. They're where it's at. I know. Yeah. The communal living is a sick rule, by the way. <laughs> I know. Just communal everything. Living, just everyone's yeah. naked. and. Yeah. I don't know. It worked out for the Manson family. It's <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Is there a cult that's not communal living? I think that is like rule number one of any cult, right? You've got to stay it there is. so you're like in the indoctrined world, right? Yeah, because if you like get out there and too many people are like, this, is, this isn't okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you catch on too quick before you invest all your money and can't leave. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah. I, um... After looking up cults, I took like a fun turn looking into ayahuasca. Mm, oh yeah, sure. This stuff is really cool. Um, okay, we're gonna learn a little bit. I basically got all, almost all of my information from a study published by MAPS, which stands for Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Mm -hmm. yep, Brian knows. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are like the authority on that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're, was, they're legit. It's a really cool study. Uh, the name of the study is the Ayahuasca Phenomenon, and it was conducted by Kim Christensen. Uh, so if you enjoy these tidbits, definitely look into it, because there's like a lot of information that I didn't include. So what is ayahuasca? It comes from a Quechan Indian word, aya, which translates to spirit, ancestor, or dead person, and huasca, which means vine. So according to this article, the words mean vine of the soul or vine of the dead. Ooh, Isn't that's that cool? cool. Is this, that is cool. Is this too book reporty? I got really excited and then... No, no, no. No, it's is cool. Rad. I'm into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, because you always hear about people who are like, yeah, I like went and did ayahuasca like in the mountain or whatever and then like i'm like i understand the loose concept but i don't know the specifics that's what I'm here when i was looking into this is like it's actually like kind of paranormal and super cool and i just had like no idea like this what it was i just thought it was like mushrooms but there's yeah, like a totally whole thing which we'll get into um let's see uh so what exactly is it it's a brew made by those indigenous to the amazon jungle it consists of a woody vine and leaves from the chacarino plant. According to this study, the indigenous people and many who've experienced ayahuasca in the jungle insist that it's not just the combination of hallucinogens that create the experience. You need to be in the jungle with a shaman. So it's like mm. all of it together. Like you can't just take it in your apartment <laughs> and like <laughs> discover yeah. yourself. I don't you know, know. That like, kind of sounds like transcendental meditation. Yeah. <laughs> Where you have to pay the twelve thousand or twelve hundred dollars to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, after so I'm gonna get into it later, but like they give you this person who did the study actually wrote their experience and it's like they almost thought they were dying, so I kind of want like a shaman. <laughs> yeah. Or a, a doctor, somebody. An adult. <laughs> An adult, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody not doing it but knows how to handle it. Yeah. That's seen it before. So they can be like, oh, this is normal. Or like, oh no, this is not normal. You're going to die soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So to be like, listen, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, your spirits are pissed. You're dead. Like. <laughs> Huge. If they said that to me, I'd be like, of course. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, in the indigenous people's culture, the shaman uses magic to heal, foresee future events, or communicate with the spirits, plants, animals, and other worlds. Isn't that wild? Other worlds? Yeah, like other dimensions. Oh, dang. That sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like what you were doing in your room <laughs> that's true yeah yeah it's very similar yeah you have to have um, a bowl cut down. though to do the ayahuasca trip yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i kind of want to after wait we'll talk about if we want to do it after i give you all the information because i i'm not a big drug person genuinely like i've not tried drugs but this one sounds awful sounds terrible to do but seems so cool to experience mm. mm-hmm um, yeah, so shamans, their job is to maintain a balance between uh, the natural and supernatural worlds, which is really cool. It's just still going on today. Yeah, that is rad that it survived. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like well-respected. Like people, Western people go there and listen mm. to the shaman and what they have to say. Nice. Which isn't usually the case. <laughs> yeah. These people. Um, 
Okay, so now I'll explain like what their experience was, the writer Kristen. Um, they drank and like wait for like a half hour um, and begin to shake violently. And then they like puke and just have like violent diarrhea. Oh, I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, she basically said like everybody on the trip got really, really sick. But that's like part of it. Um, apparently like feeling ill or unwell is common, but people are willing to perform the ceremony anyway because of the visions they see. So like there's people who have experienced this like violent reaction and is still are still like going back for more because of how intense the experience is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, right? That's, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to quote her now. This is like straight a qu quote from the page. Go to it if you want to read the rest of it. Um, she says, I had visions. It's difficult to put the feelings and sights I had that night into words. The very action of turning these concepts into language seems to somehow change or destroy the content. Crazy. I traveled at light speed to my home in Virginia where my former, life was, uh, former wife was living temporarily. I looked at the mail she piled up for me on the kitchen table and noticed a magazine I thought I had canceled. And then weeks later, I found myself looking at the same magazine on the same table. Whoa. And then she says, I saw, heard, and felt two small projectiles hissing through the air and entering the back of my body. Later, the shamans claimed to have sent them in tome as part of my healing. I saw an Indian man struggling next to the hut, yet when I pointed a small flash flashlight at him, he vanished. So this is all just, this is so crazy. As this, I'm like excited. <laughs> <laughs> As the ceremony ended and we headed back to our boats at the river's edge, I saw beautiful blue lights dancing over the waters. But most of all, I felt a loss of control over my life. In spite of all of my efforts to the contrary, I had to give in to the experience completely. I felt as though my ego had been murdered. I learned to surrender. Whoa. Ugh, I would love to murder my ego. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy because, like, I don't want to puke and, like, just go down that whole path. But, like, a lot of people say that, like, when you take the ayahuasca, you stop being, like, limited to, like, the dimension that you're in. That's mm. why you're able, you're able to travel from, like, here to Virginia, here to, like, Neptune. Like, there's nothing kind of holding you. Mm. It, like, frees your spirit to, like, go do whatever. My that. spirit is an idiot, though, and I'd be like, I'm gonna go get Thai food. <laughs> like, that's what I like. Yeah. Block. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then after, um, after you have this experience, it's customary to sit down with the shamans and talk about what you've seen and what they've seen. So they're, like, watching you to, like, see what's going on with you also. They're, mm. like, diagnosing you. Um, let's see. Even though the author was like sunburnt and warm in the Amazon, after the experience, the shaman noticed a cold in them, like during during the ayahuasca time, and like offered them a type of vine mixed with rum as a remedy, and told them to like take it every morning, and it would like resolve whatever that is. Hmm. Um, yeah, and that's the end of that experience. There was like obviously a lot more on like the treatment afterwards and stuff like that but I wanted to like focus on like the actual experience and like how I don't know this person seemed like a very sciencey person but totally I mean I get it if you're like 
if you think you're gonna die like you kind of got to just like accept that this is your life right now <laughs> yeah like, lose control I don't know yeah 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 I think if you're going into it and you know that that's a possibility then it's a little bit easier to ride I feel like anytime you've like like if you like smoke weed and have it to be laced with something or if you just have like one too many shots and you start getting you know what I mean like you get the like those types of spins or those visions and you aren't ready for them Mm -hmm. that's that's the actual nightmare the bad feeling yeah yeah. I feel like the like vomiting and like shitting yourself that's like hearing that stuff makes me not that I want to do it it makes me feel like it's legit like it's like (laughs) Like, you probably should lose control of bodily functions if you're going to, like, blast off into another dimension, you know? Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was, like, a young adult teenager or something, like, the one time that I, like, did mushrooms when I was, like, young, like, uh, mushrooms ruin your stomach, so, Mm. (laughs) or at least, like, (laughs) they did for me, so, like, I don't know. That was, like, a whole thing, because that whole time I was, like, trying to, like, not be so high but then i like you know can't control it yeah you gotta go with it gotta accept yeah it's weird because everyone has like different visions too you know what i mean it's like what determines like if you're gonna go just to virginia and see a magazine versus wherever you can see literally anything in any dimension and that's what you go do you're like this is important like yeah (laughs) but maybe it is too like important because it's like that's the thing that proves you know that's that's what like excited me so much was that like i don't know it's literally on this scientific website that she was like i saw this magazine then weeks later there it was crazy yeah, it's pretty wild. I heard, I, go ahead. I've heard people go, like, back in time, too. Like, they just, like, yes, vividly that's actually, I have experience, one like, an old, like, memory of themselves or something. Yeah. Which it really wild. fucks with time. Yeah. Like, you can see the future. You can see the past. You can see things about you that you kind of remember. You see it, like, very clearly. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to go fast because I feel like we're going long. This one's really crazy. The source is like iffy. I, I found it on a website called the Game Facts. <laughs> okay. um, you know it's solid. Yeah. And by Emiliano Marx from Brazil. Um, and it's titled, So I Had an a- Ayahuasca Experience. And this is what he said. Uh, it was a very spiritual out-of-body experience. I felt myself fluctuating on another dimension where I could look down on earth from above and kind of understand everything that was going on down there. There's no way to explain it, but suddenly everything made sense. I could look back into my past in perfect detail, watching every moment of my childhood. I saw both right and the wrong things that I had done in my life. And I promised myself to become a better man. I can honestly tell you, I now believe there is a spiritual world and there is a veil that can be crossed. Wow. So that's that story. Yeah. Nice. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. I'm with you. It's like part of me wants to do it, right? Yeah, but it just it also just feels like so much work so far. It's like you gotta go into the jungle in like another country or something. You gotta get a lot of sunblock. That's not yeah, you gotta yeah. get a malaria shot. You need like yeah. a certain diet too leading up. Really? Oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And then part of me I feel like it would be 
since it's such, so I've been sober for like a couple, a few years now, I guess. And so part of me is worried to like go on a trip like that. Like if it would active make some of that stuff a little bit harder, but if it was so difficult to actually do this, it probably would be fine. Because <laughs> it's not like you can just go to the corner store and get like ayahuasca, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so I far. mean, not yet. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's like the other thing that makes me feel like safe about trying it. Yeah, I feel like it's a bucket list item. It would be like, from what you're saying there, it's too cool not to. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm. I, I don't know if I just read people who, like, I don't, I didn't read the bad reviews of ayahuasca, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it seems like people hate the experience, like, they hate, like, they're, they're violently ill, but they're telling everyone to try it anyway. So whatever yeah. they're experiencing, whether it's in your mind or it's a real paranormal phenomenon, it has to be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, totally. totally. Like, it it's not just, like, tripping, it's, like, another level. Um, I know that there's like I think it's West Virginia there's a guy who leads people through it that's like more local like he I guess trained and like did all the stuff to make it like available in the US Mm -hmm. but I mean I feel like going into West Virginia is kind of like going into more dangerous than Peru yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's, it's wild in a different way I think yeah. if I did it, I'd want like, I mean, I don't have, I'm not like money bags. I don't have the money for this, but I want the full, I'd want these guys to be like, this is the vine you need. That's going to stop you from being sad randomly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want that. Totally. Yeah. You got to have the funds to make sure that like you get to like the top tier shaman. You got yeah. like the right digs in the spot. You can like afford to take care of yourself afterwards. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. You don't want to do this at like a house party or something. You'll fucking. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a party yeah. drug. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I, yeah, I would imagine you have to save up like you would save up for a cruise and instead you're going to go on this like crazy trip instead. Yeah. I, I had no idea that it was like, this at all until today nice yeah i forgot that there's like i'm with you i just read off like all that stuff yeah i didn't realize it could be so therapeutic and that you definitely need like a shaman i hear that from time to time being like you should have someone sit with you that's not tripping if you're tripping right but this this is definitely more intense this is more like yeah they're like you should have a shaman so one they can see like what your trip or whatever your experience is and they can kind of diagnose like what's going like they're they're you're already starting to trip and they're like chanting and like smoking this like tobacco and kind of like just creating this like crazy environment yeah that's rad yeah, and i'm not a, i'm not a drug person like i don't i'm not like oh i'll try anything once at all i'm not that person sure but it seems so much more connected to like an actual like another dimension or like seeing another plane or seeing like supernatural than maybe it's just your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, because mm-hmm. like your mind, what do they say? Like we only use like a small percentage, like 10-ish percent of our mind. So I definitely believe we could like unlock more, but I'm also just like, I don't know, something can be just like locked away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> You don't want to manifest everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as Brian has proved, I Brian, yeah. did prove, yeah. I mean, I've said this before pretty openly, but like I'm the kind of person that if I was gonna do something, I would want something that makes me feel more dialed in, not less dialed in. Mm-hmm. I drink like a third or fourth cup of coffee and I'm just like 
Lucky. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I uh, yeah, I guess I guess the real cost of doing this is if it is that life transforming, then like you now just have to like literally give up your entire life and possessions and like you know find a show like I'm a mentor. <laughs> Find a mentor like yeah. in like Nepal or something and become a monk or whatever. Like I don't know what happened. You cannot go back right. to water cooler conversations right. like <laughs> after doing this. This is not possible. Yeah. 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 So you have to be ready for like a switch to be flipped where like you now live a new life. Which right. is pretty scary. That's yeah. like that to me would be the thing I had to psych myself up for if I were to even consider doing it. I think the last thing she said like really like just murdering your ego mm. like i have no idea how to do that but that sounds like so freeing yeah i don't know you've been in a lot of roast battles man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they're not good i'm the best <laughs> no, a roast battle recently brian oh nice oh yeah, yeah i won it nice so. like the whole like you're around or there was like a tournament and you won the whole tournament it was a tournament i won the whole Ah, that's sick. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so dope. Yeah, dude. It was fun. Yeah, I'm good at I'm really good at roast. This is my second tournament that I won. So Dang, I had no idea that like roast for your jam like that. I I secretly think I always knew because my dad really? was mean to me my whole life. <laughs> 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 Our love language to each other, so it's like very natural. But oh, cool. People get very surprised because I'm like a nice person. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in the Meg Getz story, right? If Meg Getz's life was some kind of like triumphant athlete, like hero's journey, like you would have to go up against your dad in a roast battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. He has no. We literally roast each other all the time. All of, it's nonstop. So dang, I don't know how I would do in a roast battle. I have no idea. I feel like it would. I feel like they could be fun if I if I was prepared. Maybe I guess. Yeah. I feel like it also depends on, like, if you generally know the comics that you're going up against. It's definitely much more fun if they're, like, people you know. Even if you don't like them, like, if they're people you're aware of versus not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to know who they are. Yeah, it'd be too weird otherwise. I know, that destroy the ego thing, it's like, it's like one of those phrases that, like, it sounds like something I'm supposed to know, have a semblance on how to do, but I just know nothing about it. Yeah. Clueless. Yeah. I have a lot yeah. of stuff to work on. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to, like, tighten my core. Like, every time I work out, I don't, that makes no sense to me. I'm like, what am I squeezing? I'm like, I'm working out these muscles because they don't work. So it's like, I don't know how to tighten my core. Right. I mean, no offense, but let's be honest, like, you wouldn't even try to see a ghost a third time, Brian. Like, get the fuck out. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> You've unlocked a power that you have, and you're just like, I'm gonna put it away. We're good. Yeah, yeah good. go back to watching the blame game. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, final verdict: Would you do it if you were like, oh yeah, given the opportunity? Would you do it? Ayahuasca, I think so. It's too crazy. It would have to be the right circumstances. So it's like, to your point, would not go to West Virginia. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, like I guess to put it in reality chelsea handler did that, that like drug documentary where she had it all set up where they like were going to go film her like with a shaman like in south america if she was like do you want to come along that environment to me seems like legit enough safe enough mm-hmm. you know and it would be neat too to actually have yourself get filmed so that way like because obviously when you're like on another dimension it'd be neat to be right. like what did my body even look like when i was happening 
Yeah, I think at the end, I think I lean yes more than I lean no. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, I'm not just. If some person was like, "You want to do ayahuasca?" I would be like, <laughs> "Yes," and then just follow them somewhere. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, and I don't mean to be like making light of like current situations, but I do feel like at this moment, if you ask me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm up for something that like could kill me." Because, like, mm-hmm. going to the grocery store could kill me right now. Like, yep. so I'm just kind of like, I'm more open to like those types of options right now, but I maybe I might feel differently if I was in a different point in my life. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm like open. It's interesting enough, but it's not, but I'm a big logistics person. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, if somebody else figures out the flights, like, I don't have to exactly. review my passport, but I'm not going to make the extra effort for it. I can. Yep. Just buy wine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Go to sleep. My dreams are like other dimensional enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same boat. I um I would never plan this trip, but even if like a friend was like, I'm saving up, do you want to go with me? And then we're gonna get someone super legit, then I'd be like, Yes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously like when the presents itself. It's scary. Like it's a scary thought because like what they said, what um, the author said, like, you're kind of, you have to be willing to lose control of, of yourself. That's the part where I'm like, ah. I had food poisoning in Mexico, baby. I'm ready for anything. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've already done all the hard parts except for having the fun trip. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> God, it sounds so cool. But then watch, if I did it, it would be like the scariest, I want to get off this ride moment of my life, probably. Yeah. Be in space. I hate space. (laughs) (laughs) Be out on Mars. Like, (sighs) I I, I feel like since I know it's coming, I I feel like I could handle it. Because I've had, like, really bad, like, like, um, just uh, drunk experiences of, like, being disoriented. And then also, there have been a couple times when I was younger where I, like, I had smoked weed and it just was too, it was, like, trippy. It was, like, too much. Right. And like uh-huh. you're in that you're in that headspace of oh my god, like this is too high, this is too much. So I've been I've at least like gotten my toes wet in that world before. Mm-hmm. Uh but all those times where it was oh it's looking to just have like a couple of drinks and feel buzzed or you know, smokers might feel buzzed and then you're like doing a one eighty. That's yeah. not fun. That is not fun. But if you're like, all right, I have blocked out my calendar. Yeah. I'm going here to ride this ride and I know I'm going on this ride, then I think feel like I can handle but yeah what I don't know it's still it sounds like the most intense thing ever so it's easy to say that now (laughs) because even like when she's describing drinking it like it's not an easy drink like it's Mm. hard to put down into your stomach. <laughs> Alright, I'm just throwing out there, Meg, because I feel like this would appeal to you. Ayahuasca drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you could get me to drink it if you like challenge me to like a chug off. <laughs> I feel like I, I it, I could drink it no matter how bad it tasted. I'm too frugal. Like if I paid the money, if I flew there, <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm drinking the thing. It is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not That's bitching not... out on the taste of the drink. That's what my hesitancy is. Is like I, I have like a like I can't do like if a texture or a smell is too bad, I cannot. I can't mm. get it down. So like I'm afraid that I would go all the way there. And then see it and smell it. I'm that person that smells drinks before they drink it. And everyone's like, no, why? Like, smell shots. And they're like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that relationship with, like, Red Bull. When I used to drink, like, energy drinks like that, 
I could I could drink Red Bull if I didn't see it. The minute I like saw the color of it, it became rancid to me. Yeah, I had to like be an ostrich and never look. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. You stop drinking it. You just stop looking. <laughs> yeah, it Red had Bull to be looks like the, yeah, yeah, it looks like the kind of water that is in a Ziploc bag for some reason. Yeah, it's so like, gross. That comes out of like a nuclear plant or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. what Mountain Dew turns into, like, when it's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome, Meg. Great story. Oh, yeah. True. So, I've been on your podcast a bunch of times. Well, Belly Laughs. Yep. Super fun. Yep. Uh, love it. Definitely listen to it. Everyone listening to our podcast. And there's a game we play called Bear Fight. Okay. You remember Bear Fight? So, I think you can do Bear Fight Monsters Edition. Okay. So, all of us should pick, like, a basically, like, Dracula with bees versus like Casper with a chainsaw and like yeah 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 we would win a fight yep totally yep okay so everyone make their pairing mm-hmm. um let me think for a second yeah true I gotta think about this Meg do you want to present yeah, first okay. Okay. okay so you guys who do you think would win in a fight Bruce Willis from Sixth Sense with a machete or a squonk which, Brian, you probably don't know what that is. It's the Pennsylvania State Cryptid. It is a little sad cryptid that cries all the time because it's ugly. And its only power is if it's upset enough, it, it disappears into its own tears, a puddle of its own tears. Oh, well, okay. Willis with a machete versus a squonk with holy water tears. The tears are holy water. Who would win in a fight yes. between the two? All right, all right. Is this too hard? <laughs> no, 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 I know exactly who I, I know exactly who <laughs> oh, you go. I, I got to think about the squad. I'm so unfamiliar with that thing. <laughs> so Bruce Willis would win because he's a therapist and he's kind of mean. Oh, he's a therapist. Ooh, yeah, so I just true. feel like the machete is irrelevant and so is the holy water in this scenario <laughs> because like Bruce Willis isn't evil. He's just dead. And so he's also a ghost. Like, so even if he can think of the machete, the squonk can just be like, you're hurting my feelings trying to kill me and then disappear. But Bruce Willis could just like basically just vibe out the squonk in any situation. The squonk would just go away because it's just like, that guy's a fucking dick. (laughs) That's so smart that he's a therapist and just, I didn't even think about that. (sighs) I thought the squonk would get him because he's just a ghost. Mm. And the squonk can like disappear whenever he wants. But I sure. so the squonk could disappear before he starts crying. But uh no, he cry- he cries to disappear. So it almost uh, a double attack. Like if holy water works on Bruce Willis, I don't know. We we've never tried. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um they could it could literally be like as he's disappearing, he's like flicking holy water on Bruce Willis and killing him. Mm. I don't know. I like in this scenario you're basically like in this logic, the squonk would also have to be like an icon of the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah. yes. Like that part, is, I'm I, I'm interested in that part. Sure. What do you think, Durkin? True. Yeah. Well, hold on. I the squonk. Okay, break it down. It's this mystical powers again, just so I make sure I know what it can do. So it can dis- It cries to disappear. That's right? it. That's all it does. It. Yeah, it's, okay. it's been seen it's one sad. time. Yeah. Mm, interesting. It's hmm. my favorite picture, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, it is sweet. If it's got holy water, it has to be affiliated with the church somehow. I think Bruce Willis. I love your methodology. 
was uh, so good with the therapist thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, Bruce could also just bore him to death because he, <laughs> he loves the chit chat in Six Sense. So mm-hmm. that part is pretty good. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bruce. Cause he's always, yeah, he's got like, <laughs> he's an action star. He's, he, he can just give the spot to Bruce Willis look. And then he's yeah. just, you know, he's just trembling in his, Aww. and then he, yeah, and then he's, then he's just going to disappear just in tears. Yeah. So. Bruce Willis takes it. Yeah, I think so. Machete, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, machete, not necessary. <laughs> awesome. Who wants to go next? You go next, Brian. All right. Okay. So, all right. So I quickly came up with a second one. I, I, Foolishly, only came up with one combo beforehand, but I got two. So we have <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> we got uh, Frankenstein, okay, mm-hmm. and he's and he's got lube <laughs> versus Dracula in a full body suit. Whoa! So. Uh, both are kind of eternal. Dracula can battle outside now since he's, his skin is not exposed. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank can keep his you know his gears grinding and kind of make it difficult for Dracula to grab things with this lube since he's covered in leather. So I'm not really sure who wins at all. But mm-hmm. that's, wow. that's what I got. <laughs> so you go first because I have strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I still think Dracula, I still think Dracula would win because he has, like, vampire powers. Does he, can he turn into a bat and it just turns into, like, a little gimp suit with him? (laughs) Uh, That is a great question. That is adorable. It doesn't Uh, affect my answer. I just want to know from what I'm picturing. I'm kind of picturing the the suit staying the same size, so now it's just a bat, like, darting around. Like in a human shaped okay. leather bag. Okay, we um, don't want him to turn into a bat then. Can yeah. Dracula give the coronavirus to Frankenstein? Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. I guess he could. Topical. Either of them could. They both can cough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think Dracula, because he has that mind power thing that he can do, but isn't it with only like chicks like that he's trying to seduce? I don't know. Yeah. I just true. think Frankenstein with lube, like, if he actually used the lube, like, he would be worse off. <laughs> <laughs> Like anytime I picture anyone, it's just like not able to hold anything, you know, just That's fair. Yeah, he yeah. is clumsy. Yeah, he is clumsy. He's like big and clumsy. So I think Dracula it would be close and it would be a terrible fight. <laughs> no. be like, this is embarrassing. Um but Dracula would win and he wouldn't tell anyone about it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. What do you think, Alyssa? Still Frankenstein with lube. You think Frankenstein would win? Frank, yeah. Nice. Hear okay. me out. I feel like, okay, number one is the gimp suit. Most of the time, gimp suits have zippers for eyes and the mouth, right? So, like, oh. I just kind of feel like that's one element. In a Scooby-Doo Home Alone situation, <laughs> you lay out the lube and you just kind of keep pushing it back. Like, yeah. It's one of those, like, slipping, can't yeah, get kind of thing. But I just feel like, yeah, with his, like, initial brute strength, he could really, like, get Dracula on his way out the door, close it, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. True. That's a great point. 
I don't know. I'm really, I am really stuck because Dracula's quick too. Yeah. So it's like he could get around the brute strength of Frankenstein. And Frankenstein's kind of a dummy. I would imagine Dracula's mm-hmm. smarter, but it does depend on the gimp suit and if Dracula's able, even if Dracula's mouth is zipped shut, Frankenstein, I don't think, can turn into a vampire. Or does Frankenstein even have blood? So it's like, I don't even know if the bite makes a difference. Right. Yeah. That's kind of challenging. Huh? But yeah, I. I think the gimp suit, since it's supposed to kind of keep you locked down, is probably such a just like such a detriment. <laughs> Versus, yeah. like you could just like similar to Bruce's machete, you could just throw the lube aside and like Frank could just start like wailing on like a gimp suited <laughs> Dracula. Wailing on him you know? in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess like. It really, because the tough part is, is like there's so many versions of Dracula. I mean, it, like how Meg brought up the point, like, oh, can he turn into a bat? Like, you know, like how fast is he? Like, what other weird, like, can he like read minds? You know, like, what else could Dracula leverage here to like possibly win? But assuming you don't have any of those extra abilities, I think, I think, I think I like Frank. Because not being able to see is, a, is pretty well. It's hard, yeah. But you can, you keep, he does live forever, can battle outside, so he won't accidentally <laughs> die. So that's good. Yeah. All right. This All right, is that's it. Yeah. yeah. Forever and always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. This one, I feel like mine is hard. Ooh, all right. Who do you think would win a scary child with a haunted doll or an old woman with a cursed painting? Oh, wow. Hmm. Dang. All right. They are both pretty scary. Yeah, like just thinking about them is like unsettling. Also, a child fighting like an adult, old, but an adult woman. Like, upsetting. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I think, yeah. So the child is definitely scrap, it's probably scrappier, scryer. Got more mobility than the old woman. Also, a doll is easier to carry than a painting, but it depends on this the curse situation of this painting. You know, is it like the stuff jump out of it? Like, what kind of hexes are we are we getting from these canvases? But the doll, I don't know. The old woman being old, she's been around the block. She's in possession of cursed materials. Me, I would be petrified if I saw a child with a doll. It doesn't mean you have to be haunted. The child doesn't mean you have to be scary. That that <laughs> enough is enough. Is, I'm already uncomfortable. But this old woman is probably like whatever, you know. Like she might have gave birth to the scary child. So who knows? Yeah. Um. Man, I I just love the potential. Oh, the haunted doll though. It's like a sidekick. They can like <laughs> yeah. old woman. It's like a sidekick. It really depends on how you interpret. This is how I think. This is the kind of a cop out answer, but. <laughs> I think the way this fight could go down is the doll and the kid tag team kill the old woman, but unbeknownst to them, Hex from the cursed painting gets them post fight, and then maybe even the woman somehow comes back to life. So I'm a woman. Wow! Yeah. All right, all right. I brought it all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Damn! Yeah, that was so well thought out. 
<laughs> Sorry if I stole any of your points there. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. <laughs> you probably gave Meg more to think about, honestly. Oh, good, good. I had too much to think about because, I don't know, I think uh, a, a child that's evil is so much scarier than an adult, an adult because what has a child been through? <laughs> Like, like, why are you evil? You have nothing to be evil about, you know? Mm. Like, I feel like adults have a lot to be evil about. But the painting, like, maybe the painting, like, keeps the lady alive. And if that was mm. the case, then I would definitely... Yeah, I'm really torn. It really depends on what... It's a cursed painting, or, like, it curses people? It's just Great cursed. point. It's just... Oh, uh, I see my answer is wrong now then because now she's just <laughs> stuck with a bad painting. He has a cursed painting. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, like, what, I mean, I feel like it's open for interpretation. Okay. Also, is the haunted doll, like, you know, you have Oh, is it like, haunting her? It's the haunted doll, yeah. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, great point. Yeah, it's true. Hmm. Dude. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm kind of proud of my, what I put together for my head to head. <laughs> I yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you went last. Yours is yeah, really good. Yeah, me too. Yours is super good. But I think yeah. I'm going to leave with Brian too. I just think the old lady has more experience. Even if she has a curse painting and the doll is also cursing the girl, like she's been doing this longer. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. I just True. I don't know. I just feel like it's a little kid at the end of the day. Mm. Screw it. <laughs> Got it. Working on the winning team every time because I'm going yeah. scary child all oh, the nice. way. Nice. Hear me out. Regardless of okay, it's great if the doll is haunted and like also messing with other people because then that's two against one automatically, right? Number mm -hmm. one, I'm a child. I'm like three feet tall. I can't see this painting. Um, all the way up there. I don't get time for this painting. Yeah. The other thing too is like, all right. So is imagine if like this was a movie in this world, like you could the kid could get the old woman to like call child protective services on her because like <laughs> check. This old lady's crazy. Like yeah. all these things like this child's not trying like he's like this child's trying to kill me and like the kid's like I'm just a kid because you never see or you rarely see a child die in a horror movie. True. Uh even if like the old woman is able to like kill lots of people who are trying to get in her way or whatever, like the kid is gonna go on for the sequel, but the old woman you know, like, that's hmm. my logic. That's good logic. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That was fun. I love yeah. this thing. I yeah, love that. That one, yeah. and what's the other one we always play with? What's his name? It's like really stupid would you rathers. Oh, yeah. We finished this. Yeah. What was that? Uh, Chuck uh, Klosterman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that game. Yeah. What are they called? You know, Remember? They're called, oh my gosh. We haven't done them in so long because we did ever all of them once and then I retired the segment. What was that called? Oh, man. I'm going to remember after the done recording the podcast. But it's over my tongue. Hypotheticals. I know. Yeah. Uh, yes, hypotheticals. Good job. Hypotheticals. Yeah, My yeah. brain was, like, burning trying to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I just, took ayahuasca for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that once we finished them, I before I moved to L.A., I was staying with a friend in Fishtown, and he was like, he's like a huge fan of the podcast, and he'd always come to the live shows. I gave him oh, my copy crazy. from the show and like sign up for him and stuff. So that's yeah, that's so like cute. Oh, nice. any, any, anyone that cares about full belly lore. 
that's, that's the story of what happened to the, happened. that board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we still play Super Fight every week. It's so I good. I love Super Fight. Yeah, not yeah, fair. It's awesome. It's a drinking thing. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, this version is cool. It was so interesting because uh, I'm used to Super Fight where it's like you pick them at random out of deck. Like my mind was like blown, being like, "Well, I can pick any <laughs> combination." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that we got to go the spooky route too. Yes, true, true. true. Yeah. Well, this yeah. was great. Thank you for being. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with us, Brian. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. It was great to catch up and hang out and do a cast. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Where can people check out Full Belly Laughs and hear more from you? Sure, yeah. So Full Body Laughs is like my main comedy jam. So fullbodylaughs.com has everything. Uh, there's a weekly podcast every Tuesday, which is uh, usually just me. Sometimes we have guests and we like dive into a food topic. So we'll like debate like what's the best canned food, what's the best variety of apple or something, and then uh, do like a social media poll and read through the funny answers. And we play board games and talk about other stuff, do recommendations and whatnot. And Every single day on the website, we have a comedy article and a video about that day's food holiday. And they're always like a silly interpretation. So like for National Peach Cobbler Day, it was just about how like shoemakers have like fat booties. And <laughs> like cinnamon rolls are like the best type of rolls. You should like be using them for all your sandwiches and like stuff like that. So like it's always like really goofy and the humor on the website is like very meta um because nobody actually reads articles so usually by the end <laughs> it's like very fourth wall um but yeah i mean um this whole gang here has written stuff on full by left so people should go yeah i love it, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Ooh, wait where can people find you meg uh yeah you can check me out on twitter and instagram same handle it's meg gets money and gets is spelled like my last name g-o-e-t-z so check me out there nice and people can find me at Alyssa Truz on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And we'll have all kinds of stuff in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, thank you, here, right? This is fun. Yeah, of course. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.